good quote this time. You guys ready? I'm ready. Alright. One more time. You get it? We're going to celebrate. Because last time it, uh, we have to do it one more time. Oh, oh shut yeah. Up. Get it. Fuck up. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, because uh, <laughs> this dummy over here forgot to record, and I didn't know what the clap test was. So it was like, oh, cool, funny clap for everybody to do. <laughs> We're giving everyone a round of applause, as yeah. we should, because this is Is This Tracking, where we talk about music we love, music you love, and music of note. And we have uh, two very special guests with us. Uh... We have Alex G, Sandy Alex. No, I'm kidding. We have Alex G of <laughs> oh, he, uh, Fiber Music. G, he is an Alex G. Alex I'm F. I am sorry, I am fucking this up so badly. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, Fiber Music and also Discoholic. Who uh, you you have something to say or you're exclaiming? Oh, oh no, no, that's that's great. No, 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 no I, never mind. I'd like just to out of happiness. I'd like to clarify that I am not Alex G, as in the 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 like the performing act Alex G. That's formerly just my known name. As Sandy. Formerly known as Sandy, exactly. It is. It's become some uh, so much of an issue that my my like alt account on SoundCloud is literally called I'm not Alex G. I was wondering about that. Yeah. And he was concerned. He was like, "But oh no, but you are." Oh, don't call me. That's what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, I was gonna mention that as well. Oh, okay, no problem. Discoholic all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're free to call me Fiber or Alex. I don't really care. Okay, well, uh, I think we can go uh, Fiber Alex. Fiber Alex. We can go Fiber <laughs> and Discoholic. Yeah, that's and that's that good. is our that is our episode. We are done. Cool. Um, so you can call me Disco for short. Disco. Holic. Okay, Mr. Holic. <laughs> Mr. Holic. <laughs> Professor Holic. <laughs> not to not to like uh not to like um like uh you guys can cut this part out, but do you want to like restart like the intro cuz you seemed like unhappy with it? I don't care either. No, way, no, no, no. It's it's got to be rough. It's got to be the rough cut. We okay, gotta gotcha. Go That's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Respect that. I, I yeah, we do keep a lot of this shit anger, in. and I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the fucking album. All right, nice. let's get to the album. This is a stupid album by some band. Uh, it's called Disco Disco Very. Disco Very. Um, it's very disco. It's very disco. It came out in 2001. It's by these two French guys. Uh, Daft and Punk. Daft and Punk. Uh, brothers of Brock and Hampton. <laughs> Inconclusive uh, on which member is Daft and which is Punk. We still don't know to this day. Scientists are still trying to find it out. Who would it be? Do you think... I think... Thomas is pretty punk. Oh no, Gee's pretty punk because he's got the long hair. I don't know. I think Gee. Guy... Hmm. Wait, Thomas Bangalter. He's the taller one, right? <laughs> is that daft or is that is it punk to it's be being... tall? <laughs> is it just punk to be like over five foot eleven? Well, no. Oh. I was gonna say Guy Manuel's the punkier one because he looks like a bad boy. Yeah, he looks like he's, he's got. Oh, yeah. And I guess hair. like I guess like his mannerisms are also like very like more towards like more geared towards like the bad boy like punk sort of thing because he like never really talks to begin with you mean saying he- and 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 isn't punk <laughs> oh no thomas that's Bang- that's uh yeah thomas, i remember right? that that he uh, uh thomas bangalter said and seven times after very fresh like before very fresh in a in an in an interview like i think back in 2001 which was about discovery Maybe yeah. it's more fluid, like 
Yeah, either one of them could be daft or punk at any time. Yeah, which is why this album works so well, because uh, their uh, essences uh, mesh together so well. Let's jump, <laughs> Let's just so, jump into the album. Let's uh, jump into the album. What's the history of this album? When was it uh, recorded? Where was it recorded? How did people uh, feel about it when it came out? Huh? <laughs> That's a good question, Sam. It was recorded, what, like 99 and 2000? 98 to 2000? That's pretty impressive, considering like, like how it they was, made it. Yeah, it was uh, recorded with probably what like limited gear at a was it thomas's house uh yeah yes yeah so they they like they they had like a studio but i mean they were i was gonna say they don't have they they didn't really have limited gear this time right i mean it's some money i mean even money but well even during like like for example i remember there was like an interview with david guetta around like the discovery era where like he was just starting off and like daft punk invited them to their house to his to like their like I don't think it was like their house, but it was like whatever studio that they had. Um, and they went in and David Guetta was still pretty new to everything. And he walks in and he sees like, like tops, maybe like five like pieces of gear. And he's like, what is that it? They're really in a, cr- a crust punk house. <laughs> yeah. Like they just, uh, so the gear, the gear even back then was pretty sparse. I hear that they like, they sequence most of it together, like using Logic, like an old, old version of Logic. But a lot of it was like outboard samplers and like 909s and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that uh, that also helps with the cohesive sound on the album because there's a lot going on on this album. Absolutely, sort of, yeah. From the like, phasers to the flangers to like the sample selection and so much more, which we'll get into. But it, yeah, uh, it, yeah, it comes together quite well through their uh, their the choices that they make sonically were you gonna say yeah disco sonically <laughs> yeah sure. uh, i was gonna i was gonna say uh it not only it not only comes up together uh, sonically but also thematically like it's i think it's one of the one of the albums that pushed like plunder phonics into a higher form an even higher form of art plunder phonics. especially with the Can, uh, some of our 5, listeners 5, 5, 5. out there yeah. are not plunder heads could you touch upon what is plunder phonics yeah, uh, Plunder Phonics is basically just like um, if they, um, so it's like the art of sampling, basically, like uh, just taking existing audio recordings and altering them in some way. And I don't think make- I don't think Daft Punk went into it willingly, knowing that they were gonna make like an album that like represented like what Plunder Phonics like kind of like stands for, like like in that way. I think they were just trying to like pay homage like to like the stuff that they used to listen to like as mm-hmm. kids and whatnot and mm-hmm. that was just like the culmination of like their first record homework being like a huge commercial success and it's like well okay we have this like house sound but how do we take it kind of like a little bit back in the past while like kind of like making like a sound of the future not to sound like Giorgio Moroder <laughs> but it's another album. sound of the future but um, um but yeah yeah, Disco was talking about how the the thematic elements of this album, and I think um, one thing that they talk about when making this album that is absolutely, that they just succeeded 100%, I would say, is trying to make an album that sort of represents the feeling of listening to the music that you love as a kid and you're first sort of discovering music. And yeah. so they grew up in the 70s, and so it's sort of, like a love letter to that era but it's but it's not just 
like a loving recreation it's 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 a, a little more abstract where it, they're sort of crea- recreating the feelings that they mm-hmm. have surrounding that you know and sort yeah. of updating it Re- for yeah. a modern era so yeah recreating the past with a modern touch yeah and yeah it's it's a very nostalgic album like sonically if yeah if that can be a thing that is tangible through through sonics but i think with the palette that they have i would say that yeah they they achieve that mm-hmm. and uh yeah on the on the topic of um the changes between discovery and uh there are the changes between homework and discovery they talk about how the songs are um markedly shorter on <laughs> d- 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 uh homework is quite monolithic i would say <laughs> cool uh, so, according to an MTV interview from 2001, Daft Punk's decision to explore new musical ground was inspired by Window Liquor by Aphex Twin. That blows and, my mind. I mean, yeah. I guess it makes sense, but... I didn't even know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows any of uh, this um, singing for the first time. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if this was mentioned before when we recorded this for the first time, but, <laughs> like... The, it, I think that career-wise, the only like instance in which like Aphex Twin and Daft Punk's like careers would overlap would be probably like the mid to late '90s. So they were probably still like really into like their sort of music because they were making like pretty similar stuff at the time. Like the uh, Daft Punk de- definitely had like a like a, an interest towards like IDM as well for a while, yeah. and you know the stuff that that Aphex Twin was putting out like kind of resembled like like some early Daft Punk work as well. For sure. Yeah, like um, his his ambient works like I mean it's all like club exact exact cerebral yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I like when I first heard that um um like before we record I didn't even know that um Aphex Twin had any like sort of influence but it, I, I I guess it makes sense because they're they might be a little different genre wise, but they were both pretty much electronic pioneers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Time, yeah, Bangalter says of Window Liquor that it's neither a purely club track nor a very chilled out down tempo relaxation track. And True. I th- I think his point was just that the song exists on its own outside of a dance setting, and it can exist with like vi- uh, multiple different settings, whether you're on a drive or you're freaking out in your bedroom because <laughs> you're yeah. watching the music yeah. or whatever. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's accessible on the dance floor, and you can also just chill out and listen to it at your house. Um, it's it's weird to think of their trajectories, especially where they are now. Like, back, back in the early 90s when both of them were sort of more or less making weird techno-acid sort of harsher club stuff, mm-hmm. I can understand them having that connection but now when you think of i don't know random access memories versus cyro <laughs> like the path yeah. crossed and then they went uh, kept going oh they yeah, they, I mean, they, but- they almost like they almost like went further than like than um parallel like they never intersected they just took like hard 90 degree turns away from one <laughs> another and never really came back <laughs> yeah you ask Apex to a new Daft Punk is, he's like, I don't know. I don't yeah, I've never never heard of them in my life. <laughs> Goals to blow up and act like you don't know anyone. They uh, interviewed wanna- him, and they he actually said he has no idea who's Daft and who's Punk, so. <laughs> no one does. Not uh, even I, you I, say oh, something, Sam? Huh? No, oh, no. 
<laughs> I wanted I Good. wanted to say um like uh sp- touching back on like that mention of like the evolution from homework to um to discovery I think um part of what makes it a lot more accessible is um to like the pop audience is the inclusion of like more complex like pop songwriting and lyrics especially when you compare something like uh, around the world with whose only lyrics are just around the world to something like uh, digital love mm-hmm. which has a more relatable theme about you know love and <laughs> yes. it's I will get to digital love yeah we'll, we'll get to it we'll get sure. to it We'll go around the world and then end up at digital love. Should we get into it? Should we get into the tunes? Yeah, I think sure. so. Dare to dream. Sure. There's a lot uh, of background already kind of set up, I think, for this album. And by the way, it's, a, I think, one of the most important electronic albums of all time before we start. Like, yeah. if not the most Easily, important yeah. one. Easily, yeah. I think we all it's up there, agree like, on in the that. Top, in the top three. It, it influenced, like, I think, like, just modern music as a whole like in so many different genres and without it i don't think that like we we would have like french house and like different like plunder phonics based genres like even like vaporwave and future funk like now i would say maybe we don't even have edm as one of the major uh genres of radio music if it's completely agree discovery yeah yep uh should we talk a little bit about critical reception uh yeah, so uh, it it uh, so last time we uh, sort of recorded this, we talked about Pitchfork gave it a six point four. Yeah, I didn't realize the Guardian gave it a two. Oh wait, what, what? is Guardian? What is Guardian? Well, around? honestly, I never really cared for the Guardian, anyways. So. <laughs> oh yeah, it says, the Guardian. Every time I see the Guardian, I just don't take it seriously. So oh, I guess I'm not that upset. That's valid, Alex. What, what the, do they score out of those? A ten? Out of five. The the headline five. says. Oh. The headline uh, okay. says, "Do the funky robot." Not as bad. It's still bad though, too. Daft Punk's eclectic prog disco fails to work the magic of their debut. Wow, that aged like milk. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Epic fail, am I right? Epic fail. Big epic what, fail. What album are we shitting on these days? That's going to be the next modern classic. Mm. Um, Angelic to the Core by Corey Feldman. I was oh, s- I was just thinking that. I, was, <laughs> I, had the album cover in, I had the album cover in my head. I was like, "What's the worst album that's been put out?" That's the best the album like that's been put years. out. I I was gonna say a thousand Gex. Yeah, I was gonna say Money Machine. No, that's but a thousand people like no, that though. Yeah, but the, I, I think that the thing it. is, is that it's very polarizing in the sense that like you have a group of people that really like it, and then another yeah. group of people that think that it's like a fad that is going to die out like after like mm-hmm. let's say like a year and a half or something like that like with the hyper pop mm-hmm. scene i mean i don't know <laughs> i don't have the answer to that 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 is a that is a good uh choice for album the one when i think of that i think of this really funny tweet i can't remember who tweeted it off the top of their heads but it's um garden of delete by one of tricks point never ran so 100 gex could walk <laughs> yeah I completely oh, agree. <laughs> OPN ran for a lot of artists so they could walk. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, Fiber and I watched uh, Uncut Gems recently, which OPN composed for. Yeah. 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 That was incredible. A, that was anxiety a, inducing. That was Magic. yeah. It was really not good for my anxiety. That movie. He, he oh, up, like three times during the movie. It, it yeah. makes you sweat. It's like the only movie I've watched that makes me like sweat. <laughs> I, I had a headache walking movie. into it and then by the time it was done I, I was my brain was destroyed <laughs> i was like oh fuck this is, oh no yeah it's not really a movie that you like you just kind of endure <laughs> but it is good 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like a twisted in a very though. twisted way it's good all right so sure. uh a, a song that is not anxiety-inducing, but is uh, joy-inducing. One mm-hmm. of the happiest songs I perhaps have ever heard is "One More Time," the opener to this album called "Discovery." Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Uh, my my note here says the best EDM song ever, which I mean, that's yeah. I mean, it's that's a that's that is like a a take that you could you could run with, and it it, it would be highly de- i mean not highly debatable i mean you could you could argue that it is one of the best it, edm tracks definitely yeah. one of them one of but. the best this is whatever i hear it i'm always like this is the, oh my god but uh, i mean it's stuff like that is pretty arbitrary but i do think this this album or this this song specifically has gotten a lot of people into daft punk and into uh edm and maybe even disco uh and it's a yeah, very influential definitely. track and like I love how the song the album and the song starts with like this looping sample and you think oh this is like okay this is just gonna be another club thing like homework is but no um and then the and then and then the lyrics hit and then the drums hit and you're like hold up there's something different going on here this isn't just like around the world around yeah the fuck world. that song <laughs> yeah I hate that song fucking awful Worst EDM track of all time. <laughs> worst EDM track, best and worst. I, it's actually, I think it is like genuinely like the most repetitive like song that has ever like hit the Billboard 100, like ever. Yeah, around it's the probably the yeah, radio edit though, for what it's worth. Yeah, maybe but, there um, was some there was some guy that like I, was, I watched this like TED talk. I, I know it's like a tangent. I watched this TED talk about this guy who like would compress like songs down into like really like efficient mp3 containers and he managed to get around the world down to like several kilobytes because like it was just the same thing looped (laughs) over and over and over again so he only had to hold like a little like a very tiny bit of information that's funny to consider yeah Um, oh so i didn't downgrade the quality at all i mean a little bit but because a little bit okay like there's there's like there's like structural changes in that song like to the instrumental yeah. and like but like but like most of it just has to be looped like you only need like the first part of that structure and then it just can keep being like copied and pasted over one each other so um, like in in response to disco your um your comments about how it it might like when you first hear that that opening part you're like oh is this uh, around the world part two I would say that from the get go it feels different different just like how sparkly that loop is yeah. and how you you can't quite tell what instruments are being played it just sort of feels like joyful noise you know yeah, yeah. Like yeah it's, it's, it's like a wall of noise in a sense it was like the first example of like a like a big track that like resembles that sort of like wall of noise like descriptor that like a lot of people like describe like french house tracks with you know yeah it's a shoegaze it's a shoegaze hit for sure <laughs> discovery best shoegaze album in history but it's it's one of those it's one of those hooks that especially if you don't know much about sampling it 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 doesn't really sound sampled as much as it you can't really trace the source there's something sort of ethereal about it yeah it it just sort of feels like its own like special object yeah i have my own fun fact for this song by the way go for it um so one more time was actually like one of the first songs that was completed off of Discovery. Um, 
it was finished according to a uh, Pitchfork article as early as 1998, where it remained sitting on a shelf until its eventual release in 2000. So they had the song, and uh, without without I guess Romanthony's vocals on it, and then afterwards mm. they decided, you know what, screw it, we're gonna release it. So they didn't really have much of an intention of like of like they they didn't realize that it was going to explode into this like sort of like like monumental like electronic pop hit you know they just were just like okay we just made it and like we just we're gonna shelve it for a while and i mean it does have a very similar a very similar sound to the other the remix that they did in 1998 the mothership reconnection that similar sort of Mm. swirling yeah new disco just like really blissful like phase phased out sound which is exactly uh, yeah I think it's a perfect introduction to like this whole album you could interpret as like a love letter to dance music with one more time which is which you could argue is like a like a descriptor for like dance music in general like one more time like the repetitive nature of dance music yeah 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 also it's a hit so it's just going to be replayed and replayed and replayed exactly Mm -hmm. as a quick aside I just want to mention that like that like just very quickly when i was uh like five i was like i i had just come to the u.s like a year and a half prior and i uh i like i came to the u.s like around like the latter half of like discovery promos so like one more time was still being played like occasionally on the radio um so i'd hear it every once in a while but i had no idea who actually made the song and i only found out like when i was like I think I was like probably like 11 or 12 years old who actually created it um, because I started to like dig deeper into music like outside of just like top 40 like hits that I heard on the radio and you know it was like my favorite song on the radio at the time and it like connected with me like in a way that like no other song had before and it was really it was just like a really fun song so every time it came on the radio I really like appreciated the fact that I could hear it Um, and and once I found like that that song like on YouTube, I was like, oh my god, this is like this is the song I've been looking for for like for literally years, but I had no idea like which artist like you know made it. Yeah. And from then on, it pretty much changed my life. Like I don't think I would have started making music, and I definitely wouldn't have started like like running a record label and like kind of trying to search for that sound myself in my own music if it wasn't for me discovering that song. So. Yeah, discovery, that's, discovery. That's, uh, I um, I I have a, I think a little bit of a similar uh story with this song. Where this is the song that got me into Daft Punk back when I was maybe like twelve, and my my sister was playing Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger in this song, and I had oh, heard yeah. it so many times before, and I had never really made the connection. And I, I I always thought that it was kind of a cool song, but when I rediscovered it it just sort of rocked my world the more I listened to it. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt like there was something so special. And I ended up I ended up convincing my parents to buy Discovery for my sister as a birthday present with the intent of just sort of ha- listening it and owning it for, for myself. It's being yeah. a little sneaky. But uh, yeah, I, I think this song, it's a, it's a game changer for sure. Also, I think the, it's maybe my favorite use of auto-tune in any song. I agree as well, it, and it was, it, and it's a pretty early use of auto tune. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like two thousand one. Definitely a notable like song that uses auto tune, just generally speaking. Um, 
Yeah, it's and one it, of those songs where like when you hear, it's hard to imagine it without auto tune. Like, yeah, I'd be terrified to hear Rome Anthony's like <laughs> like vocals like just completely raw. I'd, I not yeah. to say not to say that he's not a, a like that he's a bad singer. It's just he's that like it would be this singer. like uncanny valley thing. I think you literally mentioned this last time. It's like, what would that even sound like? Like, I, yeah, and it, you can't imagine like a non-auto-tuned version of this song. Like, I, yeah, I literally, exactly. I'm incapable of processing that thought <laughs> to the point that, like, when you sing it without auto-tune, which everyone does, just in general, they're not. It just doesn't Unless even. They're like a god of, or something. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! And, and the, and the thing is, they they didn't need auto tune. Like Romanthony is a pretty good singer. Yeah, he's yeah. Got I think it's entirely stylistic. Like he's, he's pretty good. Entirely <laughs> stylistic. Like it, it it speaks to like the robot persona and like the whole electronic thing they got going on with this album. Yeah, but it still has like that warmth and humanity mm-hmm. to it, which uh, yeah, throughout this, it's like a weird balance of like the the joke that oh it's robots making human music but but it's it's so human and that's the appeal of it yeah mm-hmm. human after all yeah uh, should we go to aerodynamic oh yes mm-hmm. yeah this, so this song gets another this is, uh, featuring Ingwe Malmsteen right <laughs> <laughs> yes Ingwe Malmsteen guitar. on the on the electric <laughs> yeah, is this like is the guitar on this like a synth or is it a guitar? It's got to be a. You tell us. Like I think it's. Synth. I mean, I think it's a synth. I would just. Yeah. I think it's a synth it's too. Trying, it's like. It's trying very hard to sound like a real guitar. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like robot. It's like it's like um, it's like like Honda like goes to like a tech conference and like has this <laughs> like pro like this robot that like has like like opposable a, thumbs and like and like robot. yeah and they're like and they're playing this is the song that the like that <laughs> robot is playing like just the solo like over and over again just like banished into hell just like playing that for, for like the rest of eternity they, they probably put some like programmed keyboard piano roll thing through the metal zone like they did on the last <laughs> album oh yeah so yeah they did i'm pretty sound. sure they used the metal zone a lot yeah yeah <laughs> I, th- I think the song. I think they is ran. Uh, they ran uh, the TB three hundred three on defunct through that. Yeah, right. That's this, that's what I read. And the metal zone. The metal zone is like. It's a in the end. It's a really bad sounding pedal, but it has some like kind of cool features where the middle two knobs are, um, high pass and low pass filters yeah. respectively. And then like in the, it's like a knob on top of a knob. It's like a double knob. And I think that I think the tinier knob in the middle is resolution. So it's almost you can almost That's such just a treat boss it like pedal a, thing to do, <laughs> like a wild, big pressure almost. You can yeah, you can almost just treat it like a kind of like a weird overdrive slash filter. Yeah, you know, it's we it's weird. Yeah, I mean, the, the Daft Punk used a lot of gear that a lot of people said just sucked back in like mm-hmm. the Lisa's thirty six thirty, which pretty much shaped like all like nineties and early two thousands like French house. It's like a Fifty dollar compressor. It's still fifty bucks. Yeah, probably yeah. even it's, cheaper. And it's like forty it's, now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lesson in just it's how you use it. Exactly, and they it knew matter. how to use it, and everybody was like sort of clamoring over uh, themselves to get the gear that they had. I, I think they're kind of missing the point to a certain extent. I yeah, I went to a f- fun fact. I went to um, Bill's music. It's, a, it's like it's like True. a yeah, it's like a it's like Peyton's a finest. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's like a for people who don't know, it's like a really overpriced music store like near our. <laughs> oh our wait, hold up. Sometimes sometimes it's absurdly underpriced. Yeah, like so, they don't know what to price things. Exactly, <laughs> it's my weird. Takeaway. And <laughs> so they had an Elisa's thirty six thirty, and I kind of wanted it because like. I just didn't want to pay for the shipping for one online. It just felt like so much of a hassle. And so they had one for like $90, which is exorbitant for it's 3630. Like double the price. Exactly. And I was like, okay, I'm willing to pay 55 for this. Like I'm still overpaying, but yeah. like I would I would I could literally get this for $40 online including shipping. So like and I'm willing to pay you like 15 to 20 bucks more for it. And this like sweaty manager guy was like, nope, no can do. We sell a lot of these. I'm like, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. You sell a lot. <laughs> of it should be cheap. In, these things suck. <laughs> they, yeah, really. Wait, Wait, was it new or used? It was used. It was complete. Oh, it, it was bad. It was used what, what, for like, f like, like you could see like, like where it had been screwed into the rack. And it was Jeez. like it was screwed into that rack for so long that like the metal had stripped and you could like see the outline of like where the rack like where where it was mounted Ugh. on the rack and it was God like damn. dented as well and like Dude, that on the was side. the one that Daft Punk used okay show some respect <laughs> so yeah. ninety dollars that's not bad for the that's one. not bad <laughs> yeah I mean ninety bucks for for the thirty six thirty the I think I think uh, Thomas Bangalter's like own nine oh nine sold for like like. 25 or 30 grand or something like that jesus christ yeah, yeah great good use of money um yeah that i, I would that store sounds like a goldilocks bears that never resolves yeah <laughs> pricing yeah um, i like i like that <coughs> comparison um i like the tonal shift uh between one more time and aerodynamic mm -hmm. well the song mm -hmm. yeah yeah while the song isn't my favorite i do just think it's a very it's pretty freaky to hear just such an upbeat feel-good song like one more time and then immediately the bells yeah yeah it's like, very somber I, I, yeah and then I, I think this is where like um break uh this is where uh, daft punk's like rock influence like came in yeah especially with that guitar solo definitely yeah. like, they they kind of put a th that great filter and like Add some extra punchy sense to a, si a sister sledge loop. Yeah, and, they switched uh, up yeah. the beat from a four to the floor to bump, bump. And this is the this is the part in uh, this is the part in um, in like the movie, in, the movie Interstellar yeah. five like fifty five fifty five where they um where like the the alien band like they get kidnapped by like that one like. Mozart by demon Harvey dude. Weinstein by Harvey Weinstein yeah <laughs> we're calling him That's Harvey horrible. Weinstein but yeah the, yeah he's a he's a villain the, yeah the essentially guy, I guess uh, he's like anime Harvey Weinstein <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's chasing guitar never never did I think that those words would ever come come out of my mouth ever <laughs> but I guess here we are anime Harvey Weinstein great um yeah but anyway what uh, any other notes on this uh tune it's pretty awesome pretty fun Please, uh, please just just don't let us leave it on just anime Harvey Weinstein. I, I think <laughs> uh, this do. one, this is the only track on this album that I've actually tried to recreate. I've, I, oh, yeah? I'm really inspired by it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Il Maquillage Lady <clears throat> by Sister Sledge was sampled in this, and they like ran this like they ran it through like the Ensonic DP4, like the flanger what, what is that? and like the the Ensonic DP4 is like a rack uh, parallel processing effects like. Thing. 
Multi multi effects. It's a multi unit. effects uh, like modulation unit. It changes modulation sound. unit. There you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. So and and that's it's a rack like that, like the DP four has a very very specific sound that like you really can't recreate like in software. You can get pretty close to it, but it just requires like a lot of fiddling around and whatnot. It's just easier to just use the hardware because you just press a button and then you just dry wet knob. Yeah. Um, I mean the. The effects that they use on this, when you actually put them back to back with the samples or like even recreations on YouTube, sometimes there's definitely something missing. Yeah, and it's absolutely. It's not to sort of overstate that, like, ah, oh, you know, it doesn't matter that they sampled or that, you know. Yeah, it doesn't matter what they use. It's just that, like, it's it's different because it's just so hard to recreate, like, the exact like hardware that they were using on some of these tracks they were they yeah. were clever little hobbits they were yeah they had <laughs> way too much free time on their hands yeah disco discoholic how 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 uh was your recreation of the flanger true um i just used fl uh fl studios uh stock uh flangers or or whatever it's been a while it's been a couple years but yeah. uh uh, I think I got the sampling down, but it's just the electric guitar that I completely gave up on. Yeah, oh, man. it's just I think that like um, it. I I literally I don't think it exists anymore. Like the video, but a few years ago, um, there was like somebody somebody recreated it, and they recreated it out of all things in Audacity, and it was nice. like the closest remake that i was able to find of it they like use the like the built-in limit limiter and compressor in audacity which by the way sucks right audacity and it was just, doesn't suck i mean i'm gonna no, say but that like well take other daws you know it's yeah, good for basics but but I like mean, audacity is if you don't look at it as another daw if you just look at it as uh just a sound editing and even like sound design like freeware i yeah. think it is more powerful <coughs> than people uh, give it credit. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree. I know some guy that like does like neuro in Audacity, and it sounds good. What's you know? neuro? Okay. Like kind of like dubstepy sort of like it's like really yeah. loud growly stuff. Neuro hop. Yeah, like kind of like grimy like electronic music Bru stuff. Like yeah, that, yeah. Okay. But anyways, um, so so I'm not saying that it's it's bad. It's like you know for it, it's got its use you know and as a freeware it's it's like important for people to like be able to use and i started off like making music in audacity like i started sampling through that but i think that um That's the only good recreation that i was able to find of it like was taken down like years ago and like mm -hmm. i don't know how this person managed to do it i tried doing it myself and the limiting was pretty much like 99% there like clearly clearly without the flanger but the limiting itself and the chopping was perfect literally like and 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 I can't find the video anymore like it was like yeah. a video made in Windows Movie Maker to put if you're, into perspective if this sounds familiar to you and if you're out there if you're the uploader send fiber alex galitas this video yeah, it was like a, a aerodynamic recreation in Audacity, and it had like the stock like like title screen, but instead of like it being a blue background, it was like a black background, and I don't remember. It exactly. said, uh, "Tell others about this." <laughs> yeah, please, please um, find this video for me because I would love to see it again. I think the last time I saw it, I was like fourteen. Word. So, uh, digital digital love. Ba -dum, bum, Ooh, bum, bum. Yeah, this is like the you best know, track I, on the record. 
This is one of the like best. One of them, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, like if if I were to be be stranded on an island with one of the tracks, I think this would be the track. Nice. Are, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> this uh, is the. This you is heard the it here. Uh, uh, Desert Island Disc Digital Love. Yeah, and, uh, you've locked yeah. in your answer for the, for the show. For I sure. lock in my answer. I won't change this it. This is Good. an immense classic. I just I just love it. It's a great great sample, great song that the song uh, that they sampled uh, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Wh- which one is it, George? George Duke's um, I love uh, you. I love you more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I will be walking down the aisle to this song. <laughs> Not have you decided that? Like, yeah, we are, I mean, we've, we've decided so it. It's either it's either down the aisle or like one of like our first dance, like Sara yeah. and I. Or if oh, you're like my trapped, first dance, trapped on an dance. island. If you're trapped on an island as well, yeah. you have decided <laughs> that that would. I think uh, as a first dance, that's super tight. I yeah. think it'd be great for both. Whatever yeah. you guys want to do, yep. all three. Oh, you guys three can do around the world for first dance. <laughs> <laughs> the worst you should first do dance a selection ever. Rock and roll. You do like rolling and scratching, <laughs> and everybody's like. Yeah, can we do rolling and scratching as our first dance? <laughs> <laughs> Is there something? <laughs> there's something so romantic about ooh. Woo, woo. <laughs> 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 um, oh, yeah, God. I when I first heard this song uh, when I was younger, I thought it was too sugary. But now I, I think it grew on me. I think for that reason, just the fact that it is so glossy and so it's sort cute, of cutesy. Yeah. It's a cute song. Uh, I mean, outside of the fact that the beat is just great, and I, I just love yeah. the sort of push and pull of the, the sample, the bam 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 over four on the floor. Yeah, it, it's such a dynamic song. Like just compared to like almost their entire discography. Like there's so many different like yeah like kind of parts in it the sampling in this one is very much like a loop and they build on it and it's like a good classic example of like of like sometimes you don't have to do like the craziest like sort of thing like when you're sampling to make a good song and i mean Mm -hmm. also this is like one of the only songs where like where like i guess like daft punk isn't really using like a voice box or vocoder sort of effect it's almost like like just kind of like auto tune with like some filtering, or Wait, maybe yeah. it's just I thought, like a I thought it was parallel a vocoder. vocoder. I don't know. It sounds different than the vocoder stuff they usually do. I yeah, like, I know what you mean. Maybe it's just to like very harder, like better, faster, stronger, for example. Maybe it's just like a very dry vocoder. I don't know. It could be like a million things. I'm not, I'm not gonna guess. Uh, you you're cutting out. Yeah, you cut off. You cut you out cut for off. that. Oh, I did. Um, but that's okay. Audio yeah. got it. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, um, yeah, there, there I, is I think sliding, right? They're sliding on the note, which is very cool. Like when he in yeah. his dream, dream. Oh, <laughs> he says it exactly. Oh yeah. yeah they, By the way, also like best solo of any song on all time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I do love it. I mean, it's a good. How, yeah, it's a good. It's a good solo. How is the yeah, solo? They, they, rec- recorded did, was it all midi i don't i feel like they're not I that no good an idea yeah it had, it, i, <laughs> I think just it's like, all <laughs> midi yeah and i don't think it was ever played during like a live Frank, Frank 07 Whistler. or anything like that which mm-hmm. th- I, that's so sad uh, that's, i wish that's honestly like i think that that is like the only complaint i have about a live 07 that like 2007 that like the digital love solo didn't like w- like wasn't included at that's some point. like one of my only complaints too. I always think 
I wish they had put even just the main hook of Digital Love in Alive yeah. 2007. But that's it's such incredi- a crowd pleaser. Like everyone Exactly. Would be I think people would have really liked it. Yeah, that would have been cool. It, it's really incredible how they build like on the sample so hard that it just it's so transformative. It's so indicative of like uh, what their whole project for Discovery especially yeah. like considering how they even changed like the song structure of the original and just made the song hmm. never resolve at all. Yeah. Yeah, the, never the, it the never really in the does loop, resolve. The chord on, on the loop doesn't resolve which just as it goes on it feels like you're sort of ascending and ascending because of that mm-hmm. sort of yeah. like tension and like floating quality. Yeah. It resolves a little bit like at the end of the solo but then like yeah. the sample starts playing back in and you kind of expect it to start up again. But then it just just cuts out, and and there's that and like sort of dreamy ambient. I also and, and there's that acoustic guitar strumming along too, which is which adds to the romantic like yeah, theme in, I, in the back. Yeah. really really nice touch. I I really like the fact that like that it doesn't resolve because it's like on top of it being like a transformative sort of like song, it's also just like a like a screw the rules about like music about like a song having to resolve or whatever we're gonna just loop this sample and like just do something like while at the while at the same time it has a pop feel to it it's Mm -hmm. also like kind of like unconventional in terms of its songwriting for sure and i mean even the solo as well like it's just like a bunch of notes i mean it's in key clearly but it's like just so like robotic it's yeah, a robot's idea of a guitar solo. Exactly. Yeah, like um, having it never resolves like fits in with a lot of like ideas. Like like, re- it's it's a little youthful. It's a little rebellious. The lyrics, why don't it's you punk. play the game? Daft leaving, punk is punk. It, why don't you play the game, leaving it open to you know, leaving an open question. Oh yeah, my favorite part. Why don't you play the game? Also, yeah, that call and response right there. Yeah, there's only one verse, which is a real like sort of EDM thing to do. <laughs> Whenever I played this yeah. song, my parents would like just be super annoyed by the by like the solo. They'd be like, turn that <laughs> racket off. Why don't you play the game? And the uh, <laughs> then I asked them, why don't you play the game? And then they'd be like, go to your room. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, that's so epic, <laughs> epic win. <laughs> I love that call and response section. Why don't you play the game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very loud. Too. Yeah. Is the is the like super tramp uh, electric? Uh, piano thing mm-hmm. is that a sample? Could could you? That re- sounds original. Could you repeat that? Is the, the super is tramp the part b- b- is that original? Like the it's oh, like a Rhodes oh. or a Rhodes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a that's just like a Rhodes line that they play played. Oh, awesome. or actually, I think it's a world Wurlitzer. I think it's a world Wurlitzer. Yeah, like an A two hundred or whatever. Oh, yeah, it sounds similar. Like a like a like a Wurlitzer or Rhodes. Is that the only song it's, they use a Wurlitzer slash Rhodes on, or is there anything else? Uh, I assume there's no, probably a lot about of us. R A M. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, that's just like mostly Rhodes, actually. What's mostly Rhodes? It is, yeah. Something about us. Yeah, that that check. The that chords check are just Rhodes. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I just I love the song. I also love in the video how it's like Shep singing along to the on his uh, flying V. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like at the end of it, he like realizes that like that like the the squad has been kidnapped and like oh, just yeah. goes into like just goes into like um full like superhero mode. He goes warps sick into hyperspeed yeah, sure. to save. Yeah, <laughs> save it's worth girl. mentioning that uh, all the music videos are just uh, like segments from uh, Daft Punk's uh, Interstellar Five 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 Five. Yeah, which is just like an anime like movie that's it's all silent 
for for the most part aside from just like a few side of like sound effects like here and there um and like it tells the story of like i wouldn't say like the album but like but like the movie is like a separate story which fits the soundtrack which is discovery yeah um should we go on to harder harder faster better stronger oh Slower, yeah softer <laughs> worse or weaker this, this is uh wow this is an anthem this is an anthem. yeah wow. if there I was first... like if there was like a like um if one more time was like was like one of the best like debatably one of the best like electronic songs of all time i would say harder better faster stronger is maybe like a close like third best song like it's still very iconic it's a first i think this is the i think this is the first daft punk song i ever heard or uh, i saw it yeah like back in like i remember uh, i watched this flash animation I, i think it's on it was on evilzug.com, but I think it's on Albino Black Sheep as well. True. Of this, like, guy from, um, uh, the main character from River City Ransom for the NES, just dancing along to the song. I also, uh, when I was a kid, unlike on, 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 my, uh, iPod Touch, I downloaded this app called, uh, iDaft? Or some Daft Punk app. That was just a soundboard of, like, harder, better, Oh, faster, I remember that. Stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was called iDaft, yeah. iDaft, yeah. Anybody remember Daft Hands? Yeah, for sure. Daft bodies, <laughs> daft hands. Daft oh bodies. my god, iDaft jamming is still an app that you can get on <laughs> Damn, apps. I'm definitely gonna like put it on the episode. <laughs> Some audio on here. Thank I you, daft. Anders Svensson. Copyright 2009, Anders really Christian Svensson. I was not super into this song, I'll be honest. I think mm. I like it now more than I did when uh, back in the day. I don't know it, why. It's a very sparsely structured song. Um, I mentioned yeah. this last time, but uh, in early copies of Discovery, you would get a like credit card. Uh, That's cool. Not, it's not actually. It's not actually like with a credit line. A discover or card. A discover yeah, card. You, just, you get like a discover student card Fuck with like a hey, like seven hundred fifty dollar credit line. <laughs> so you can just buy more Daft Punk. Imagine a Daft Punk themed credit card. God. Oh god, I, that certainly exists. But but yeah, so you would get a card in your in like an early copy of Discovery. It could be the vinyl or the CD and like the tape. If you lived in like Malaysia, I think that was the only place that they put a tape uh, out what? of Discovery. Yeah, it was either Malaysia or Indonesia. I don't know. This was before um, the sick. indie rock days, Sam. Yeah, but like, I think that um, overall, right? You you would get this card and it had like a like a card number like a like a number that pretty much like matched like like a debit card number that you could plug into a site called the daft club and the daft club uh gave you all these like exclusive like remixes and stems of daft punk tracks and music videos and like exclusive photos and stuff and it was like you can still like check it out on like Wayback Machine. So most of it is like still up for people to check out. But in it, they gave the acapella and the like and the instrumental to, to harder, better, faster, stronger. And literally at some points, it's literally just like kick, snare, and just like one note, like here and there. Yeah, like, like the, without the, the vocals, it's just it's a very sparse song it's just cola bottle baby For sure. without the mm-hmm. <laughs> without the vocals yeah which i i we 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 like asked whether or not um 
like Edwin Bird's song was credited, he was credited for it. Yeah, he uh, he talks uh, about that uh, before he died. He had a, an interview with Jazz Under the Bridge, and he says, "I recorded Cola Bottle Baby 30 years ago. And here comes some guys from France. I asked them, where did you find the music? And they said, I was going through bins, and it popped out. I- I'm blessed, and I continue to be blessed by opening my arms to God every day." That's very cool, because like a lot of <laughs> a lot woke. of uh, a lot of people <laughs> <woke>. would react. <laughs> yeah would react in uh, in different ways if they heard that they were sampled yeah well it's kind of it's kind of like the guy who was sampled in hotline bling like that song like oh was not that big you know yeah and then i guess drake's producer was probably crate digging or or virtually crate digging so to speak yeah and yeah put in the song and it made a hella good beat and then we start hearing th- that song the actual sampled song in like grocery stores and retail stores or at least i did so i think it's kind this, of the same this... story there mm-hmm. yeah the songs conveys such like a driving mood so well like uh, like the intro is like played from like a boom box it's 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 like a it's like you put in True. cassette it's like yeah it's like high past intro that's a fun intro for sure and then and the beat comes in and like the alternating like uh, ride parts is almost like a like a like a anvil and hammer kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it's it's it gets you pumped up. I mean, shout out to Edwin Bird's song for that. This really is like half his song. It really, <laughs> of, yeah. even the he, they they really didn't they didn't really put a ton of effort in uh in like I guess like composing like a lot on sure. top of this uh, yeah. aside from like the vocals really like it, up it until really like is. the the chop and screwed chopped and screwed so yeah i mean they, yeah. they do go ham on that part like that yeah, yeah second half so cool yeah, yeah i mean and i think that this is also a really good example of like sometimes you just don't really need to like to like sample like super intricately to to like have like a really good song and sometimes sampling is less about trying to make like it just depends you know sometimes like it's it's just about like just like making something like transformative out of you know just rather than complex yeah rather than complex and that and and that's perfectly all right you know like like i i mean the, so many hip-hop musicians did that back in the day when you know the controversy behind sampling was like starting to become like a big thing um and you know but we don't we don't say that like those songs were necessarily rip-offs because they took like a lot of source material from other places um, I feel like there's always like an importance when it comes to sampling in that sort of way, you know. Yeah, it's like um, it, there's time and place for it. Yeah, I, I definitely, that's definitely a valid point of view. I just hate this song. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, it just sucks, man. <laughs> how, man, I don't know Daft Punk. I don't know what what well, we Daft Punk was. Does anyone know how exactly the vocoders were recorded, especially for the second half when they start going like uh, Sakomo? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Kyo. It was just automated, right? I am so glad you asked, Kyo. Like, the vocals go so crazy yeah. in the second half. And it sounds like performed, but I mean, I don't know how virtuosic uh, Guy and Thomas are, per se. So they use... So so on Discovery, the, the vocoder of choice was the Digitech Talker, which used to go for very cheap, like 70 bucks. But then once people found out that this was the pedal that Daft Punk was using, um, it 
you know it it like spread like wildfire and now it's being sold for cheapest price i'm seeing is 700 dollars plus ah, 1075 shipping fucking thanks home gear and yeah I think, screw I, gear i think thanks home super possessive like that but i guess i'm assuming what they did is they uh they inputted a guitar you know they had like an, a guitar input and they just kind of like did those like trills while like having like um a mic plugged into it sampled it and then chopped up that part like in post because again they did use an old version of logic to sequence these songs together even though they used a lot of like hardware stuff so i think um i think the person responsible i think there's one person responsible for like exposing which vocoder like Daft Punk uses. I think it was Home on r slash Daft Punk. Yeah, Home found out out of all people. <laughs> Slime Tony Yeah, the guy or who made Resonance. Yeah, guy who made Resonance. Slime Tony on Tumblr. Yeah, used to Tumblr. That's Slime Tony? Randy no, I love like, Slime Tony. Dude, we talked like about home. this, didn't we? I thought, but I didn't think, I thought that didn't hold any water. I thought you were just like shooting in the dark or something. <laughs> yeah. I just assumed. No, the same person. <laughs> nice. Okay. I, Randy I, I guess I'm getting follow, a lot about it. Randy used to follow on Tumblr. He's hilarious. Yeah, Randy. No, I do, I do. That's how I know him. His okay, uh, Twitter um, account is um, like drill energy, a hundred percent. Yeah, he's just so I'm good at tweeting and just like random bullshit. He's, a, he's, he's so good at many things. Twitter. Like, yeah, he's funny man and he's lo-fi synth man. Yeah, it's he's a Twitter god. He just so happens to be all right at music, I guess. <laughs> this is a lot of uh, a lot Randy of Randy the sticks <laughs> uh, lifting up home here. Shout uh, shout out to home. We're getting paid by him, actually. I mean, we're not You're that listening home. We love you. Yeah, he's our Zing. boss. We're not <laughs> lifting up a home, not an actual house. Yeah, we're putting him down. <laughs> I'm so jealous of him and his, his uh, crescendos. Yeah. All right, crescendos. Yeah. Crescendos, uh, the worst song on the record. <laughs> I put this is penis music. A stupid crazy yeah, nonsense. I think it's the worst. But you guys, it's super. I like I think it. it. I think it's where like. Uh, Daft Punk really like okay if like the first song one more time is like more dance influence the second one is more rock and the third one is like more pop I wait no I messed up <laughs> anyways <laughs> what I was gonna say is Crescendals is where like craft like the craft work influence comes craft in punk. especially with like the really repetitive like like yeah which I will agree that like the intro to this song is just kind of weird it's, it's, it's just uh, lin drums and just like the same like note, but just like the rest of the up. the sample yeah. is definitely not craftwork uh, st- sounding. It's like just yeah nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> I like it these, though. They sampled little little Anthony and the Imperials. Can you imagine? It's like one of the only French house songs that I know of that like successfully sampled like sixties like boogie stuff. You know, like Guys. soul boogie stuff. Guys, I I remembered I made a note of what Crescendals sounds like to me. Oh. Do you guys know the song uh, The Birds and the Bees by the very not famous duo Patrick and Eugene? No. Familiar. Familiar, yeah. That's familiar to me. I think I've heard. Let me let me play it. I don't know if the audio will play through the computer, but probably not. If not, I'll just cut that part out and Eugene and add it in. All right, post. he is Looking it up as we speak. You guys hear this? Oh, it's so bad. I know. I, I no, never mind. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> never mind. 
Put it in. All right. Post. So, but it's but it's this like it's like electro. It's it's not electro swing, but it's like electronic <laughs> swing. <laughs> All right. I'll send it to you guys later. It's <laughs> okay. Okay. But that's the vibe I get from this. Yeah, game. I remember last so, time you said that this was just like this just sounded swing. like every other electro swing song, but like worse. Yeah, I think part of the reason is because like I think this is made definitely more for the club, especially with that like kind of like chant that's like "Hey, everybody, y'all!" Yeah. and there's no Ooh. real lyrics to the song. It, it's, it's just very... it's just repetitive and it's just yeah. It I sounds think like, like the, the theme song to the... like Cyber Chase. <laughs> Cyber, is that how Cyber Chase sounded? God, I don't know. Sure, this is like the oh this is like the the part in the movie where they're like literally pretty much being forced against their will to become superstars on to Earth listen to electro like brainwashed. Fucked up. They've been brain. Oh, yeah. They by the way, they they were brainwashed during Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, and their skin literally painted. Their memories wiped so that they believe that their memories were on Earth, and they just like pretty yeah. much like like suck the soul out of these like people like we're, and just like just like the, force uh, them into like stardom slave labor for the next episode we That's are uh, covering it. interstellar interstellar five thousand five hundred and fifty five yes i'm sorry i haven't That's actually watched it it's cool really it's a lot of fun yeah and it's free on it's YouTube. only like an hour yeah. so it's like as long as the album you know i would say I would, I would say they're more like prisoners actually but yeah, spoilers if you haven't watched the movie. Yeah, but, actually. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. There's there are a lot of sexy blue people get turned into uh, sexy black and white people. Yeah, this is the blueprint <laughs> for the DreamWorks. And Electro Electro Swing is uh, playing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. <laughs> That's it. No, no, we we still have half the album to do. Oh damn! Uh, should we go on to Night Vision? Night Vision, Alex. I know you. I know you hate this song. It's just. I think it's nice. It's just boring. I love it. You could you could Aww. you could exclude it out of it's the. It's like a minute long. You could you could exclude Wrong. it out out of the album and like I would, I would probably no. just not realize that it was gone like until like three listens in. I like. I would take another night vision instead of crescendals any day. Alright, cool. Uh, yeah, I love the chord progression on this. I love, uh... It, it reminds me a lot of uh, a song that they actually sampled uh, in on the previous album. It reminds me of Just The Way You Are by, uh... by, um, Billy... What the fuck is his name? Corgan? Billy Joel. Billy, Billy Joel. Joel. Billy Corgan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just like with the soft sort of uh, Wurlitzer and the swirling synth, it just kind of feels like I'm like floating through the night sky. It's very nice. Yeah, agreed. I I agree. I agree. It's a very it's a very fun song, and if it came on the dance floor, I would freak. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what song specifically? Because I feel like I zoned out for like a second. Crescendo. Oh, cr no, not crescendo. Are we still night, talking about crescendo? Night vision. <laughs> night, vision. night vision. Oh wait! Imagine like half. Oh of us, my god! Half of us are talking about like crescendo. The other half. I'm is, so like, sorry. About yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just doing a deadpan joke where you're like, yeah, if night vision was came funny. on the floor, I would have a freak. <laughs> but that was funny. That I thought that was like that legit funny. That was so funny. fucking funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, night. Yeah. For, I'm sorry. My mind was on crescendo. Uh, yeah. I've actually been like listening to the album like as we were talking about it, like cool. in the background. Oh, I see. And like um, night vision. Uh, I like I like it. It's a, it's a breather. It's 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 a it's a break from the other tracks. Yeah. Definitely. 
it's nice and ambient. I guess I can appreciate I like- it for that. You know, I'm not yeah. saying that it's the worst song ever. I just, I just think that it's like, just my opinion, it's a little bit more boring. But as like of an like- intermission track, it's fine. <laughs> of the EDM songs, I would say this is probably the second greatest one ever made. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> it's a right close next to Window second. Liquor. Yeah, it's Window Liquor, then it's this one, Night then Vision. it's Crescent Dolls. Like Old MacDonald Had a Farm. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. There's a l- yep. Night Vision. Something's right. in the air. Uh, superheroes. <laughs> superheroes. It's a very valiant. It's a very superhero-y song. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. the Discovery version of the song Alive, in my opinion. It's got that and, same, like, And pounding. what are they singing? Something's they in the air. Yeah, something's in the air. singing. The yeah. sample starts yeah, with something's in the air, but they cut yeah, it up. Like, they like loop it in a way that it, it just sounds like don't do the air, don't through the air, which doesn't mean. I guess I used to think it was anything. love is in the air. It's. I think it's like Superman, like his oh, what's in the air? It's love a plane. It's a bird. It's a plane. Something's kind of in the air. Oh, maybe. Yeah, something's in the air. That checks out. Uh, yeah, I I like the song. It's a uh, it's. I feel like it's really sort of upbeat and high energy, but when the like sort of sad sounding synths and arpeggios come in, it's also kind of like plaintive. So it's this weird mix of stuff. Yeah. But hmm. but but then the bass roots come in. And it turns those sad sounding arpeggios into happy sounding yeah. arpeggios. Yeah. Trick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Songwriting. Yeah. I to me, I'm sobbing by the end. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I could I could feel that. It's a, it's a it's an interesting mix of stuff this song. Yeah, I, I could th- imagine I agree. it. I think that I think honestly like it's just a It's it's an interesting song. I think that I think that the most notable thing is that if you have like a turntable, this is the one thing that I noticed. If you have a turntable and the ending part where it's just like one long drowned out note is like shifting up and down in pitch that means that you need to replace the belt on your turntable thank you duff it's a good indicator it's a good test helping us for consistent uh turntable speed yeah or you can just get a cdj (laughs) (laughs) and just play this play the mp3 yeah you can't you can't do that with a com true song cd (laughs) daft punk made this song to help us calibrate our record players so thank you daft and punk (laughs) yeah i mean more or less yeah um yeah, <laughs> it's a good song to throw on in vinyl. I wouldn't. I I don't know about that because because uh, I don't own a vinyl player. But uh, it's easily the number one best EDM song of all time, though, for sure. Yeah. If I was like, stuck um, on a stranded island, it'd be with superheroes. Yeah. If for sure. Stranded island. That was a complete <laughs> lie. <laughs> if I was stuck in a stranded, I would freak to this song. <laughs> I would freak to Night Vision for sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine Disco Hall like, like going in like the helmet. It's like that sad <laughs> piano playing. <laughs> oh, definitely freaky. All right, should we get on to High Life? Oh, yes. Yeah. I just clipped the mic because I love this song. Worth it. Worth it. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. I, I kind of sure. like go through, I, I, I kind of go through like kind of like shifts in like what like my favorite track on this album is because i like yeah. a lot of the albums like one of my favorite albums of all time and right now i think high life is like is like up there it's just like a really good song and it's like probably one of like the 
the craziest like chopped up like sort of for sure like tracks i mean b- behind face to face which we'll talk about but just like it's just like a creative like kind of like chop job they like make like a new melody out of it um and like you know we were still trying to figure out exactly how daft punk sampled it up until like a few years ago you know there's like a lot of people like that finally tracked down the sample and there's like a lot of like pitching like involved like at different semitones like throughout the song for it to sound like hmm. the like interesting like one of the notes is like pitched up like like, like i think of, it's pitched down like people. two semitones while the rest of the song is pitched up like three semitones or something like that it's just like it's interesting stuff and yeah. it comes from like very like very different parts of the song so like if you're not listening to it very closely you'll you wouldn't be able to find Ooh. it um and yeah that's pretty much it i i just i like this song i feel like it it resembles more of like what i listen to nowadays if i'm listening to house music yeah um it's i think the house influence is definitely there especially in the organ that comes in later yeah yeah that like 90s like string synth Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i mentioned this uh last time Uh, a lot of the mixing on this album is really cool because um some of it some of it isn't using like 909 drums but like if you've ever like tried to like work with like 909 samples before they can be like really boomy um and just kind of like sound out of place so there's like a lot of like there was like a lot of work put into the production of this album so that like every like kick every snare every hat fits in contextually with like with like whatever song that they were trying to produce at the time which is like a, a trait of this album that a lot of producers like would subsequently copy um and try yeah. to achieve and it's not it's not the easiest thing to do like you need to really have like a like a developed ear to kind of like need get like how. these really robotic cheesy sounding like drum samples to like sound good within the context of like a super processed like chopped up sample you know mm. it, drive yeah. drive it too hard I, and you'll start sounding like a paul johnson track uh, drive it too little and it just kind of sounds like drowned out in the mix so I'm I'm definitely with you with um this is the song that I listen to the most off of discovery at this point in my life I um I love the how freaky the chopping is and I I have this sort <laughs> of theory about it that I mean it it just sort of feels like how an alien if an alien tried to make a 70s disco song like this is kind of what it would sound like in my mind where yeah. all of the traits of disco are sort of compacted until they're almost abstract where it's just the glossy horns and the vocal flourishes mm-hmm. at and that like, point it's almost like just just like sound like it's just been abbreviated so much that it's almost like claustrophobic and bizarre but it's still like just so it's so appealing yeah a depiction of the high life it sounds yes, it's, a depiction it's, of the high life yeah and uh, and also spoilers very again glossy, for interstellar flourishing spoilers again for it's interstellar. very flourishing. no i love it very and I, I love this is sort of the type of french house that i listen to the most at this point in my life also in general with like stuff like the phantom's revenge oh yeah and like absolutely. um you know other other sort of just like freaky uh chopped up stuff at this point in the movie for interstellar amen like spoilers just really overall oh, uh hi- i just uh, realized that fiber, was muted. you're muted yeah yeah sorry yeah, about that yeah. i was trying to talk and i was like like i was just like oh can nobody hear me um 
but what I was trying to say is that like at this point in the movie for for people that don't know like interstellar spoilers ahead um, just go take off the headphones. there's like there's like a lot of like there's like this like portrayal of like of like essentially the high life you know they're like partying it up they're like drinking champagne they're like they have thousands hundreds of thousands of adoring fans they're like number one on the charts like well the this dolls. is this is the part where everyone but stella knows the truth mm-hmm. and everyone is sort of so it's, it's uh, she's just the puppet she's just weinstein's puppet and she's going to like fashion shows <laughs> i i don't i'm not sure if it's this one I, it might be yeah for sure okay okay yeah i, th- I think yeah but like before that right you see like a lot of partying it's like oh they're going like award shows and stuff like that and whatnot that one's but, crescent dolls I think, oh that was crescent a similar dolls? vibe to this I think, okay okay like, yeah but it's yeah but there's like a similar vibe and i think there's parts in this music video where like where like they're still like the band is still like working their asses off and they're like on the point of like collapsing from the exhaustion so there's this like weird parallel Maybe I'm confusing it with like a with like a later song, but like this, those. This those is parts the one are, where uh, the drummer is wearing a fake mustache and he's using the camera to sort of uh, track Stella. I don't remember that. I don't know, but there's like parts where they're like signing like records and stuff, and like like they have thousands of them and they can't even like get up, like because they're so tired. So I don't that know if they, that vision. was that was night vision. Yeah. I watched it like two nights ago, so it's all gotcha fresh in my mind. But uh, okay, I'll just refer to you next time because I've, I've I haven't seen it in a while, so scenes are bunching up in my head like in different places. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Any s- any more thoughts on it? Good shit. We're not talking about crescendos anymore, are we? Uh, we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so back, back to crescendos. Um. Man. Makes me want to freak. When little Anthony and the pier. <laughs> When little Anthony and the Imperials went, woo! Everybody, woo! Oh, I, I felt that. Yeah, electro swing. Uh, should we go on to Voyager? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Wait. Something about us. Oh, something oh. about us. Oh, it's something about us. Yeah. Cool. Something about yeah, us. Yeah, one of the best tracks here. Yeah. I'd be stranded. This is like the sad love this. song. <laughs> I'd be stranded. <laughs> if I was stranded, I would be stranded. One track, I will be stranded. I may be stranded. I'd probably cry. <laughs> On that deserted island, to something about us. I would, I would freak. <laughs> this, this song, is a... when no, I when I watched, and you know that, <laughs> when, when I watched Interstellar and this song came on, it didn't, it definitely, it definitely didn't seem as much like a love song. It more seemed like a eerie conspiracy song because it's like this, this yeah. guy's dead, and Stella just learned that like her, she was like brainwashed and st- i don't know it's just I like didn't get romance it's, it's definitely not it. a positive if song we're rese- yeah if we're resembling no. if we're like referring Spooky. to the movie it's kind of yeah. like the way i interpreted it is like faded lovers who finally meet each other like too soon and they realize mm. that that the life that they could have had together is never too late to if anything spooky either way yeah, yeah outside of the movie song. For sure, which is how I always interpret it. Is like it, I think it's just like a breakup song. Yeah, it kind of it kind of does it does resemble a breakup song, especially with the lyrics. It might not be the right time. I might not be the right one. Um, I love that slap bass. It's it's you can tell it's like chopped up and sampled a little bit because like the boom, bop, 
that that there's like no release on that. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's like chopped up. Yeah, uh, great chord progression. Once again, they have a lot of mm-hmm. uh, great chord progressions that they're coming up with on this album for sure. I agree. Yeah, I, I think like last time we mentioned like how this sounds like a band. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. sound. It's not. It doesn't sound like strictly like a house EDM kind of track. It's like. It's just kind of like an like a indie pop kind of song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of their like um, their inspirations from like you know like musicians like for example Phoenix, where you know they yeah. were working with like mm-hmm. Laurent Bronkowitz like on like their first horrible first singles. <laughs> Darlin, yeah. you mean? Yeah, yeah, and I feel oh, like yeah. a, a lot of that inspiration kind of like bled through to this track. Yeah, not you, not necessarily like the music that they made, by the way, because they, yeah, this, sure. this this doesn't scream Sandy so loud like at <laughs> all. But I mean, like 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 stuff that Phoenix would make like once they were like more developed artists. Yeah, actually, it, this that is a good parallel because Phoenix a year before with United, they have some songs that are very similar to this, where it's sort of like croony, sort of seventies throwback, sort of ballad mm-hmm. like slow jam stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Slow jam. This is the most moist guitar I've ever heard. <laughs> I would break. It's up almost with my crying. Life. It's kind of <laughs> like it's like it's <laughs> no. like they. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 Float. I can't even. It's, they have like three, so like moist. three or four wah 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 pedals on them. It's like sad <laughs> Marvin Gaye. Actually, Marvin Gaye has a lot of sad songs. Yeah, it's like so it's like Marvin Gaye. It's like Marvin Gaye. <laughs> yeah. It's like Marvin. It's just, Gaye. Uh, it just sounds like Marvin. <laughs> I um, think yeah, that. it's got that like really dry '70s drum sound too. Also, I love how like the lyrics that Daft Punk r- write—they're always like not quite correct English. It's like yeah. S- yeah. some kind of secret I will share with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not wrong. It's just it's like just weird. No one talks like that. And <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of another one. Some kind of feeling I've waited so long. <laughs> it reminds me of you guys know Mojo. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like a lot of their lyrics are like very like European kind of English. Yeah. Like, like lady. lady. Yeah. <laughs> lady. Oh, macho. I just I feel love right. Oh, they're so good. I, I love them, but like out of my mind. But like the yeah, they're like that shit. <laughs> Who's what in Mojo? Who are the people in Mojo? What did they, what did they say in the beginning? Something about Cause my feeling is But I can so tell by the look in your eyes. Uh, Mojo or Mojo? Is it Mojo or Mojo? It's Mojo, it's Mojo but they put Mojo. like D there. And Kiel, oh. it's I think it's also like two French teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, producer Romain Tranchart and vocalist Yan. Uh, Yan. Uh, Yan. Yan. Okay. Destaniel, maybe. Word. AKA Yan Destal. In, in, Literally. in my mind, I thought like one of the dudes from Daft Punk, but I'm I'm probably thinking of Stardust, which is a similar no. project yeah. to Mojo. Yeah. They which, were they were influenced by Daft Punk. For oh, yeah. they had to be. It won't even yeah. go into like the Roulette, Cry to More rabbit hole. Yeah, I, I wonder if Mojo has any connection to that. I assume they must, right? They have to. Yeah, they the all French know mafia. each other. Yeah. When I first heard "Lady Hear Me Tonight," I did not like it. I thought it was Ooh, yeah. I thought really? it was a really cheesy song as well. Yeah, I loved just it. Just the loved vocals it the and stuff. Like it, it like I really had to. I was just kind of like, this is just like, uh, what was that one chic song? Bowling for one. Uh, soup. Soup, soup for, for one. For one. For one. <laughs> okay, listen. I was thinking, it's because I was listening. Because I, I like, I was thinking about bowling for soup. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. Yes. No, understandable. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I love the original and Super this track. One. Yeah. Soup. Which was the original track was Shake Soup for One, I believe was composed for a film called Soup for One. Yes. It was compu- composed. <laughs> no, He's fucking mind. It's just composed. <laughs> <laughs> what are we even talking about? <laughs> Crescendals. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I would I would totally freak to this song. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah. I've done it before. For sure. Um weren't we supposed to be talking about Voyager? <laughs> Yeah, I think we are song. supposed to be. Yeah. That is a great chord really progression as well. Ooh, Voyager. It's a jam. It's a jam. That synth bass. I know. Yeah. I want to learn it on bass. Good yeah, right? thing. There's got to be Oh, there's probably a cover online. There. There's that one dude who does the yeah. covers of like the Mothership Reconnection remix and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that. That's tight. I think, honestly, Voyager is... is is not really heralded as like the best song on this album but is definitely one of those tracks that are like just i don't know like they're just so important in like in like the french house scene in general because after this song came out there were so so many bass lines that copied exactly this sound and and it and it continued in french house like in that scene and it was carried by like by like you know like Daft Punk as well you know with like like not not Daft Punk but Thomas uh, Bangalter like on Music Sounds Better with You Alan Brax was doing it a lot of people uh, on Pride were doing it Play sure. Paul was doing it which yeah. is Guy Manuel's uh, cousin who was on Cry to More. Oh yeah, we had a long. <laughs> yeah, we had a long tangent about that last time. But uh, we don't have to do that this time. But, yeah, long story um, short, his Facebook's weird. He's kind of a dick. That's it. <laughs> oh no. Um, long. But uh, I, I feel like Voyager, Voyager is such a a good name for the song because everything about it, there's like a sense of movement, like the filters on the synth and the busy bass line and like the solid beat. It just gives you just such a strong sense of motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that little funk guitar that that just goes. Is that a sample? Love it. It's gotta be right. No, I don't think it is. But really, so the so the chords were done on the MS twenty, definitely. I don't know how the bass line was made. Probably like a bass sample by. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think know, that's original, but just Korg that syncopated ASR-10. guitar, that groovy guitar part, right? I think I think what this is trying to do is it's an interpret. It might be an it might be an interpolation okay. of uh, all of all of Cheatin' Cheatem's uh, "Get Down Saturday Night." I really okay. couldn't say that sentence for some reason. Yeah, it's hard to tell because it's such a. I mean, it's not very unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's just like the idea of disco. You gotta mm-hmm. gotta put that in. But um, guitar's super iconic as well. Yeah, just but the, yeah, that chord progression's so hot, and the arpeggio mm-hmm. is very it's very sweet. It's nice. Um, yeah, there are like a shit ton of songs that we could recommend if you're a fan of this. But I I do wanna uh, recommend Alan Brax and Fred Falk's remix of All Right by Jamiroquai. I, feel I didn't like know that was have, a that was a thing. I looked yeah, it up. it's good song. it's so good. It's like very fun, and mm-hmm. uh, I feel like people have sort of been sleeping on that one. Yeah, yeah. I just I discovered Alan Brax's and uh, Fred Folks's uh, the uppercuts around the same time. I discovered this. Album oh, the in uppercuts high is a great compilation. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much all like, other f- waves one and two as well. Yeah, if you like if you like Discovery, but you don't know anything else in the French house sphere, give that a listen. Yeah, if you can tolerate those even more repetition, then just go for it. You'll love it. <laughs> 
Yeah, the not all these not all the songs on uh, the uppercuts in Hule are uh, three minutes long. Just uh Yeah. <laughs> just to let you know. In love with in you. Love with you. Good song, song as well. Such weird, a fucking good weirdly song. Weirdly made. And it's really hard to DJ. Because yeah, the one's weird, right? I would say I would say that this is the one. Like, if you were to like, if if you were to rate any like French house song it's in the terms number of one like best house song, this like would EDM probably song. win. <laughs> like, so <laughs> shoegaziness, shoegaziness, yeah, <laughs> shoegazi. Um, Speaking of uh, shoegaze, uh, Veritas Veritas quote. My favorite shoegaze track. This is the most yeah. shoegaze track of all time. It's it it just it's it's so the title and and the beginning. Do, 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 it, I don't know. It just reminds me of like 18th century like kind of stuff. It's very like, like, like Melaton. Yeah, Baroque. Like, that's what it was like. like Melaton, like Baroque. flute sort of um, stuff. Sam, can it. you edit in uh, Antoine's uh, notes on this on this song from the last recording? That I, <laughs> I think I can. Actually, yeah, I can. Yeah, I because I sent you. Good idea. Because and now a word from Antoine Baguette. Veritas Quo is an excellent track. Um, it makes me feel like uh, I'm driving a pink Jeep on the astral plane with rose-tinted sunglasses, and I don't have a worry in the world. Uh, yeah, I mean, excellent, excellent, song. excellent, song. excellent, song. excellent song. That was Antoine, Thank you, Antoine Baguette or whatever. Very well said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Don't be. It's Antoine Baguette, okay, Alex. I I love his. I I, I love the points about uh, whatever Antoine said. Uh, yeah. About Veritas Quo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like surfing on the astral plane. I believe he said. I myself am not a huge fan of this song. I yeah, it's it's all right. I yeah, I could I could leave it. I know. I, I like it. I. I I think it sounds like a void, like a Julian Casablanca song. I think I said that before. Yeah. yeah. But I, Ooh. but I, I'm guessing that Julian Casablanca would have been inspired by this song since he didn't make music solo until. Yeah, and I feel it, like it is kind of like, like instant if this crush. Had vocals by Julian Casablanca on it. I would really like that. Same. It yeah, would, yeah, it would end up bad. sounding like that new Strokes album. I mean, it kind of sounds like instant crush. It sounds like the voids. It sounds like so much stuff by the voids. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. I'll, I, this a lot of people do love this song. It's not really for me, but uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool, yeah. Cool. Yeah, the worst song of the album. Worst, worst <laughs> song. Scrap it. Throw it in the trash. Oh wait, one, not even one, freak once. One more point is that it's oh, Daft Punk's best Christian rock song. Because it's about what? the crucifixion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, <laughs> is, what is your note on that? I, it, it gets points there. I suppose. Oh man, yeah. Isn't this the okay? Interstellar Can you provide spoilers some context on that? Isn't this the one part where they like they're like 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 this this let's call him Harvey Weinstein. I don't know his real name. Okay. Yeah. Like keep calling where him Harvey that. Weinstein and his like henchmen are like having like a ritual where they're like throwing like like mm-hmm. weird ass like like amorphous blobs into like lava into this like i don't know and they're like they're like putting their bodies like in this like metal like 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 i don't know like solitary chamber or something about to throw them into the lava or something and they're like bowing down at this guy like wait but um sam do you have the quote for uh the origins of the quote of the name veritas quo 
Well, I, I forget what it means, but I just know that, like, like I forget who it was, like, St. Paul, like, said it to Jesus when he was, like, walking to the cross, because he was like, hey, Jesus, what are you doing with that cross, <laughs> or something, and... What are you doing like, with he, that cross? Then Come he on. said, veritas quo, and it means, like... Very fun. disco. I can look it up. I have the internet. Uh, it means that, uh, it means the song is the worst song in the album. <laughs> veritas quo is a word about to the freak. Latin phrase, quo vadis. Which literally Thank means you. "whither goest thou" or "where where you going?" Yeah, see, so it's not that weird of a thing to say. Like, of course, he said it to Jesus when he saw him. I would have said that. I, I would have said that to Jesus. What are you if doing, I saw Jesus? Some guy, I'd be like, "Where where are you going?" Need help carrying that? Yeah, it's a little it's a little <laughs> heavy, bud. All right, short circuit. It's a little heavy on his way to be short first. circuit. Okay, yeah, it's uh. It's a really fun first half. I like the sort of goofy, like, 80s synth-pop, hip-hop thing that's, like, just chopped to oblivion. Mm. It was very inspired by this Prince track, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a... Uh, I'm every not, Prince I don't track? know if rip-off's the right word, but... That. It was inspired by Bat Dance. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is at the end of this song. At the very end when the song ends, because I hate this song. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the I like the chords so at the end. I think that the bit crusher it just kind of is like drawn out for a little too long. Yeah. But it's just kind of like it's it's sort of a goofy sort of song. I like it. I yep. I would understand why people don't like it. It's a fine song. It's all right. It but it's super weird on the album. Like I I think yeah, it's, it is, it's it does, like cool, it but it's like, like fit. It's not really like in place. It's like months. twenty years too late. Kind of yeah, I mean, it was like yeah, 10, it's fifteen like, years maybe. Yeah, I would say like if it was like if it was coming out like in, in like nineteen eighty five during like the post disco age and like mm -hmm. the snares had like a lot more reverb on them like a gated reverb gated, then yeah. then it, this could be literally a hit like like a huge was, hit. Yeah, this song is I think it's very inspired by the ballad the, the ballad of Dorothy Parker by Prince. If you listen to that, you can definitely tell. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's like a lot of like Lindrum sort of stuff. Like the the intro is just a like an LM2 snare, just like pitched down like a few times, and with just like, just like some synths over it. Did they use Lindrums at all? Yeah. So they used a lot of Lindrum. Okay. Yeah. So they use it on cre uh, crescendals, like in the intro. Those are Lindrum. Uh, mm -hmm. This the this is a Lindrum snare in the very beginning. So they didn't just use like 909s. Like they layered like a lot of stuff. Um, uh, face to face, I, I can't tell you. I think it's just like a, a bunch of layered stuff on top of one another. It's definitely just not raw 909s or raw drum machine stuff. So, yeah. Can we talk about like the last third of the song where it just goes big crushes? So out? here's the thing: the, the, it actually like that's most of the song. The outro yeah. is like more than half of the song, which is a mistake. <laughs> Absolutely a mistake. I, yeah, I, do, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that this is like a smash hit or anything. I, mean, I, I think it's sort of cool how warbly and sort of nauseating the synth is, but it just goes on for so long that I just want to skip it. That that synth Short was circuit. like an inspiration for the <laughs> breakdown in my song totality. Totally, totally. <laughs> I just like maybe maybe sound. maybe the maybe that bit crushed effect was just purely an accident and they couldn't figure it out so they're like okay let's just make this <laughs> let's just name it short circuit and make people think it was a like, mistake. Oh, I, don't, I don't I don't know I guess what's going if you think here, about yeah. the name of the song it kind of it kind of makes sense right yeah it does where yeah. it's kind it's of like electronic. it's just kind of like 
it sounds like your synth had a short while you were sequencing something and you can't stop it and it's just going out of control. Just call it long yeah. circuit, am I right? <laughs> Although we'll get to a song You're that's not right. too long. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, face to face. Anyway, face to face. A good song. The secret, finally. the secret best song. On, this song is really not, good. It's not a secret. It's great. Yeah. It's a good song. Um, yeah. Todd Edwards. Todd Edwards. The yeah, guy. the Chop God. I feel like his influence is overlooked in electronic music and even on this song. I feel Absolutely. like a lot of people aren't aware that it's uh, at least m- has it has his sort of DNA all over it for just like he, yeah the style Ugh. and. This shut up. This just, singing. <laughs> God. It's all no, over. I think it. I think oh. it's like a really it's like a really really great track. I mean, just the the song itself is so catchy and when you really go down and you look into like exactly like how they made the song happen, it 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 should literally be impossible to make this song. But somehow it still happened. It's weird. Like there's so many samples like in this song like over the course of just like one bar like the first bar alone like samples like like five songs and like and like we're still finding samples to this to this track like to this day like we still don't know all of the samples in this song it's like Mm -hmm. you're skipping through a radio but it's musical it's um, yeah like it's like it's like a quantized radio station uh i have a question so does anyone else hear uh (laughs) while uh the samples are sort of being chopped does anyone else hear the word mr footlong (laughs) i knew where this was going does anyone else hear someone go mr footlong mr footlong i guess (laughs) does does that uh anyone (laughs) oh man i can't believe we're going into the mr footlong lore okay Uh, yeah so all that's right. just me. That's what it sounds like. Probably not yeah. what, because it's from Evil Woman or, so, or by ELO or something. But so, that's what I hear so every time. So Michael McDonald, so, Kenny Loggins, right? Yeah. So so that that part doesn't come from Evil Woman, oh, right? It's fuck, just like the yeah. it's just the cor- like the the notes at the beginning, like the da 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 da. It's it's from that Winnie the Pooh song where he yeah. goes Christ- what? Christopher Back to Robin. Pooh's house by Wait, Kenny what? Loggins and it's like a very specific version of the Kenny Loggins song which was like a duet done with another artist because there's two versions of this song right like I, I did like a remake video on Back like the Pooh main Corner. part yeah which I'm very embarrassed like Junior. of now because I messed up some of the samples in it but it's like um one of one of those samples like I like the Mr. Footlong sample I like messed up because I used the like the the original version that was not like the duet variant of that song specifically it's like a very like specific alt take of that song that you need to find that sample from guys have you seen the album cover for back to poo corner because yeah i have no uh, i'm about to send it over <laughs> and if you haven't I'm seen it, it i'm sending it over oh, facebook yeah. it is it yes, is wild yeah. shit. oh my god <laughs> It's God damn! <laughs> what is going on? How would you How is would you describe that to the to the listener? This is terrifying. Is this a children's <laughs> album, um, right? I Why is his it. eyes completely black? <laughs> <laughs> it's demonic. Oh wait, no. I'm looking at a higher res version of it on Discogs. I love how they made the moon into an O. That's crazy. oh, the inside. So, the inside isn't much better though. For those of you who are uh, listening and don't have access to a computer it's like 
Oh, I don't know. It's like Kenny Loggins wearing a a drape, a draped like a cape, pajama, a, cape. a cape over like purple pajamas, surrounded by unicorns. <laughs> and, and the reflection is like of a child, of a child staring like into at his like inner child, the abyss. Yeah, he's sitting at like a pond, like the edge of a pond. He's looking down, and there's like a child looking back at him, like an innocent. It's not like, really looking back at him. It's kind of looking through him. It's just, it's just, the child is not smiling, but he is. He kind of looks. It's, scared. it's a very glossy painting. Yeah, it's like, it's dope, for sure. On, honestly, the it looks like he made a sequel album called More Songs from Pooh Corner, and the album cover is a lot what? better. It looks more like um. Uh, oh my! It's you could it's say bit, it's better. I mean, it's, it's still it yeah, better. it's still out both there. Are, but both it's are cooler. cooler. It's cooler, both are dope. Yeah. And Daft Punk sampled from yes. this. No, no, Todd Edwards. Christopher oh, Todd, Todd Edwards, yeah, Todd yeah is Todd like the, the mastermind behind a lot of the sampling. Like, I don't know how he does it. It's like literal witchcraft. But like sometimes he posts whips on Facebook of stuff that he's done, and he like has like an eight bar idea that has like sixty five track layers, and every single sample is from a different song. I have no idea how he's doing it and how it makes sense, but I guess this is just the life that this man lives. Yeah, I personally and, and would Todd go insane. Is also, Todd, what, Todd's also singing on this, yeah. right? And he's doing yeah, a good job. he's a good oh. singer. He's a good singer. Yeah, he is. I feel like the chopping style on this, like if you look to any electro artist from the late 2000s onward, you can thank Todd Edwards, like Justice or Sebastian or even Yo Skrill, Drop It Hard. <laughs> Uh, like yeah. anyone, whether it's uh, electro or like bro step, or just you can uh, thank Todd. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. If you're listening, Todd, thank you for your thank you. One of my friends long. has one of my friends has Todd Edwards on speed dial. What? Yeah, he he was like good friends with him back in like the '90s, so he just gets like like free tickets. Like he's always on the guest list for like whatever show he's throwing. And he was like, oh, wow. a few, uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. I would love That's to dope. meet Todd Edwards. He like he lives in New Jersey, I think. So like, yeah, he's a Jersey. Jersey let's just guy. drive to his house. Let's yeah. see what happens. <laughs> road trip, yeah, great. It's a very special podcast. <laughs> Imagine going on a, a road trip pandemic. to Todd Edwards' house, like just completely uninvited. You just end up in like a suburb. You like knock on his door. He's like, um, hello. It's like, hey, I'm here to visit you. It's like, I don't know you. How are you, Mr. You, are you Mr. Footlong? Is it you? <laughs> are you Mr. Footlong? <laughs> Why yes. Oh, Speaking um, of after I posted that video of the um, face-to-face recreation and it kind of like popped off on YouTube, like a few weeks later, Todd Edwards like posted like a uh, like like just kind of like a whip like that he did in Ableton, like basically like reconstructing the face-to-face samples like Mm-hmm. like all the samples in it and like like recreating it himself in Ableton and I'd like oh. to think that I that like I he saw that video and like and like posted that I mean if anything you oh. made this you made that song yeah if I I was I'm Todd Edwards I'm I'm sorry to say oh. I've been faking it the entire time I'm actually like 40 I'm in my late 40s and living in Jersey I'm I live in New Jersey Wow, it's about time we came face to face with face the truth. Oh, for the view, uh, for the listeners out there, uh, whip means which whip stands for work in progress. Yeah. So, for the listener, uh, a- uh, Alex has taken off the mask and he is in fact Todd Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like singing, like what's going on? 
could this be my understanding? You you knock on his door and he's what's like, going what's on? going on? And then he replies, it's not your fault. <laughs> I was being... Come inside, it's not your fault. Um, <laughs> so, we didn't even talk about, speaking of masks, we didn't even talk about uh, Daft Punk's lore around uh, deciding to come up with the robot masks. Where, oh, uh, yeah. On, uh, True, yeah. Uh, Thomas Bangalter talks about uh, there was an accident in our studio. We were working on our sampler, and exact and at exactly 9:09 a.m. on September 9th, 1999, it exploded. When we regained consciousness, we discovered that we had become robots. Which is apparently just so this sad. is called. Uh, he, they mentioned this that it that they became robots as a result of the technological meltdown called the 9999 bug. So it's like Y2K, but okay. it's slightly early, like two months earlier, three months earlier. Sounds legit. Yeah, they w- they woke yeah. up and be- it's like a David Cronenberg situation. They just became robots. Here's here's my here's my problem with this story. <laughs> Go. Here's on. my <laughs> issue with it. If they were robots, fully robots, mm-hmm. how would they regain consciousness? Oh, uh, you know, AI, artificial consciousness. But then is that it's considered AI, not AC? AC's Alien Nation. Isn't that the whole thing? Isn't that why Netflix cerebral dramas were invented so that we could discover <laughs> what consciousness is? <laughs> discover. Fuck. Black Mirror, man. So, um, too long. <laughs> too long. Yeah, Sam's favorite oh, wait, song one more, the album. Yeah. One more note on Face to Face that I mentioned last time. Um, I think it's like the blueprint for like Chill Wave. Just compared to a lot of hmm. stuff like Toro We Moi. And Definitely yeah, like Yeah, you, you can imagine him singing on this. Anything yeah, no, that, that's, that's like what kind of gave it to me, because I think his yeah. voice sounds the same. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And it, I mean, it's, I mean it's certainly more... It's more housey and choppy than his stuff, but I, it just has this, like, like quality to it that mm-hmm. yeah. sounds like a lot of his music. And, of course, he has his own kind of more mainstream kind of electronic project, like Listen's and that kind of thing. Word. I think yeah. Todd I think Todd Edwards is like Touring regardless more. of of the collabs that he's done with Daft Punk is like probably one of one of the most important people that was was like pushing house music out there like next to Daft Punk, next to Paul Johnson, next to maybe DJ Sneak, like those sorts of guys. Just listen DJ to teachers. Uh, DJ DJ uh, Snake, yeah, the guy who made Turn Down for what? No, no, DJ Sneak, DJ Sneak. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, you confused me. I was Sorry. like, yeah, it is DJ Snake. No, it's DJ no, Snake. I, yeah, I, I gotcha. <laughs> All right, too long. I like this too song. Long. It's fun. Can you feel? Featuring Romanthony. Roman Tony, Romanthony. You know, there's one thing that's preventing me from choosing this album to be stranded on an island with, and it's just that it's too long. It's too long. <laughs> yeah. You have so this much song time on that. Long. Yeah. This song is, um, I feel like it's not for the weary. I feel like, I feel like it can get, no pun intended, very, like, just drawn out. Um, it's just, like, I guess I get it from, like, the, like, like, I guess the, you're kind of like closing the concept behind like discovery and like what it's supposed to be and it's like a good closer song in that sort of sense but it does take like some mental energy to just appreciate like just how long the song is 
I think I mentioned it before, but I feel like this would be the closest thing to like a 12 inch mix that like Daft Punk was doing on this on this record. And there's yeah. a lot of really cool variation in the song, but I know like Sam like just didn't like that it was just so freaking long. I also think I th- think it's like hella lame parts in it, like the too long and like if I feel it in my bones, uh, feel it in my yeah. bones. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I first For when skeletons. I first heard that, I was like. I feel it in my balls. What? <laughs> <laughs> if you, it's funny. If you look at the genius page, the lyrics page, if you scroll down, the the outro is literally like, it's it's a journey to scroll through. Oh, they shouldn't have done and the that. The outro is just, you know, you need it. Hey, I need well, it. All right, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's definitely. I feel like you have to embrace the cheesiness. And I, I, I think he does a good job singing, but it is very much like a... It's very silly. And this, it, it almost feels like... And maybe this is just me, but it sort of sounds like the vocals were sped up. Like using one of those... You, you know that thing where you, you like speed up or slow something down, but you don't change the pitch, so it sounds kind of warped? That's the like... I don't know if they recorded it at a slower tempo and then sped it up, but that's what I... That's what it re- like sounds like to me, which is just kind of a random thing. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, uh, somebody says like for like the second verse where they kind of like are like at last the long at way last. is over. You don't even the like that part, Sam. Damn. Taking all control. I actually like that part a lot, but I think like Sam it's like a good no. release, you know, from everything. It's so it good. Kind of builds up, and it's just like you're kind of washing away like like negative energy negative vibes if you would call it that and like and it's just it's just focused about like we're all together now all is good let's party it kind of draws a parallel to one more time in a way yeah Yeah. songs about yeah i think the song is about like just this emotional you start off where you started from like this relief after bottling something up for too long yeah, yeah, I'd freak. I'd freak to this album, to this, to this song if I on a, on a desert it. island. On um, a desert island. Screaming yeah, Mister uh, Footlong. Yeah, I as someone with severe OCD, I like that it's ten minutes, not nine minutes or whatever. Yeah, nine I think shout out Daft Punk for rounding it up perfectly. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. Yes, good. That's what I need. <laughs> I also I like the the beat switch halfway through or like four minutes in where it it goes into that cool chopped section. And yeah. they mm-hmm. kind of ride that out till the end, more or less. I like that a whole lot. I, I think yeah, it's, it's like fun. it's like building up to that release yeah. of holding something in for yeah. Two also, it is lots of genuinely micro samples on yeah. this. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but what are you saying? Yeah. Sorry, it is genuinely different from the uh, the beginning too. Like just in in vibe. But uh, yeah, it's cool. I like the sort of cool high frequency uh, ride symbol that comes in in the first half. It like feels like champagne fizzing. Uh, yeah, I love the ending of the movie when the song is fading out. Yeah, where they all float back down and immediately have to play a concert. It's well, <laughs> yeah. After after they've just like been just like exhausted from just like interplanetary travel, and like, like oh we're good. Yeah, now we're good. Everything's all right. Um, no, I, I I mean at the very end where the song is fading out and it's the record that's like it it like like. Stella, like I think Stella looks up at the sky and then it zooms out 
and it zooms out further and further like beyond galaxies and whatever <coughs> and you realize that all of this is happening on sorry. like the, the 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 b-side label of of like the discovery record which begs the question why are there toys for this if it's only happening within the record i don't know that's something that that i don't think will ever be addressed <laughs> <laughs> and I have many questions about that. I get, I get it too. It's like a very weird meta sort of thing, but, um, but it's 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 interesting, you know. It's like it's kind of like it's it kind of like rounds off like the story as like oh this is like the story of this album, or maybe story the life. <laughs> maybe the music was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> this is the rhythm of the night. <laughs> maybe this, this is, is the, the rhythm. Oof. All right, yeah, but uh, I think it's a fun closer, and I think this is a fun album. It's cute also because it like zooms out to like a kid sleeping. The 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 song ends, and it's like their mom's like tucking them in. Yeah, it's real sweet. Very very sweet. It's and like it's, and it kind of pays it kind of pays homage to that whole like the whole thing behind the album, which was just like this is like their child like their influences as children and the music they used to listen to when they were young. Yeah, and revisiting yes, that like that nostalgic feel and like and like making you feel nostalgic even if you've never heard um the like the music that they were referring to you know yeah, it's they like capture it so well on this album just yeah um, which i feel like i feel like a lot of people like like a lot of people try to do that with like for example vaporwave music where like they try to make you feel nostalgic for a time that you never were able to personally experience and in in many ways hmm. like daft punk was doing pretty much the exact same thing where where it, it like invoked this sort of like nostalgic fi feeling and even if you had never personally experienced it before it like it leaves you longing for something you personally never experienced yeah or there should be a word for case, that or uh you're yeah dreading it in the case of a like vaporwave eight, like like retro deja vu i think that's just, just a vaporwave nostalgia is the word you feel guys such vaporwave right yeah now. but i think i think sam is i think sam is referring to like the the feeling of nostalgia you get for something you never personally experienced exactly yeah yeah, yeah. It feels like it, it should be its own it should be a word for it that's all yeah yeah okay that's Dis yeah all right Discovery is definitely an album that helped bring disco more to the masses. I agree. Helped revive the new disco scene. Yeah, new disco. Especially for sure. around like the, especially when you consider that new, new disco was started around like the, mm -hmm. like early two thousands, yeah. and I think it also like pushed the envelope for electronic music, especially electronic music as like concept music, like a concept album, because like throughout the nineties, like dance music was known purely as dance music and nothing really like to think about on the like on the on the dance floor you're just thinking about dancing you're not thinking about any concepts or themes or lyrics you're not crying like, in yeah. the club <laughs> yeah exactly and i think this uh, album is definitely something that pushed the envelope for you know really thinking about dance music thematically yeah. and conceptually disco disco sure. like never really died to begin with but well, it went on vacation. It, it, it comes around like in twenty-year cycles. It like really pops off in like twenty-year cycles, I think. And I feel like this was just kind of like the peak for like that sort of like disco resurgence that we're like seeing a lot of nowadays as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that it, if it wasn't for this album, like some of like the biggest like hits to come out like just in our world generally speaking would have never existed you know 
I mean, sure. everything from everything from electronic music to just straight up like new disco stuff to R&B and like soul and like modern like hip hop and whatnot. Like a lot of it is inspired by like what Daft Punk was doing like 20 years ago, you know, and they kind of mm-hmm. continue that, which like I, I think in Ram where they kind of like they focus less on like the idea of like trying to revisit like like the nostalgia of like the music that they were inspired by and and like literally making the music that their inspirations would make just from scratch like becoming their own inspiration i feel like uh a lot of albums you can point to nowadays you can definitely like see that it's inspired by discovery like uh porter robinson's world yeah especially when you view as both this i mean i i'm just i i just adventure by maddie like Kale mentioned the Phantom's Revenge. The Phantom's Revenge was like was like a prime example of somebody who like took influence from like people like Daft Punk and Justice, and started making like like Bloghouse stuff like very very quickly like after like Cross like like came out and was like really starting to pop off and whatnot. And yeah, and uh, yeah, Justice themselves. That sort of like sort of like very intricate like choppy sort of style like like. If, if it wasn't for the MySpace musicians that paved the way for, like, for, like, the stuff that, for example, like, I'm doing on my record label now or I've done in the past with other future funk musicians, then then we wouldn't be sitting here having this discussion. I personally wouldn't have my career, Wait, like, as you, is. You make music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, because I'm Todd Edwards, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. New Jer- <laughs> We'd it's literally yeah. just yeah. talked about this. <laughs> I can't believe you would forget so quickly. Yeah, um, you're only uh, a few miles away. Yeah, so uh, I think that like I think that the <laughs> the uh, the the thing is is that like 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 what are what were those MySpace musicians inspired by? Like all those Ed Banger guys and the Bloghouse guys and like the people that were like that were really popping off like back in the day. It was Daft Punk, yeah. you know, and like, they uh, paved the way for so many like niche like like communities of musicians that that ended up like just taking this like french house or just house sound and just pushing the envelope constantly constantly like making it into something new and nowadays with like the advent of like future funk and vaporwave music it came at a time where not only like people were starting to become very aware of like the 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 disco and like vinyl collectors that had been uploading for like over 10 years now on youtube they, they suddenly not only became aware of that but it was they at became the aware ad- of anime as well yeah and it but it was also at the advent of 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 like like audio plug-in piracy as well so people had like unadulterated access to just like a bunch of just like insane new tools with an arsenal of so much music that they had found like through virtual crate digging and just were able to create these like sonic mishmashes of just like just these like walls of sound not shoegaze not shoegaze uh that had never been done before and like wouldn't have even been possible five years prior if people didn't have access to those tools and realize that those tools were available to them so yeah so yeah and amherst actually said that first i'm not going to take credit for like for like her for like her her claim because she was the first person to say that but i mean it's it's definitely true and like all these artists from the past 10 years you're talking like vanguard polka 
Frensu, the Batman, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Lars, Louis LaRoche, not Louis quite Disco, Roche, yeah. yeah, Starsmith, a lot all of, these people. A lot of stuff in like that general French house, SoundCloud, MySpace scene would always come out on YouTube as like leaked Daft Punk tracks. Yeah. <laughs> like brand new exclusive human after all track, brand new exclusive like Ram track or whatever. And like it, there would always be fakes made by like Jab Up or um or like uh, Louis LaRoche or like um Patrick Alavi, Alan Walker, um not the Phantom's <laughs> Revenge. Um the yeah. mannequin <laughs> like the mannequin that was like Renoma circulate no, that that's an anime. Mm-hmm. That's an anime. <laughs> it was like uh, the interlude, uh, interlude. Yeah, the Evangelion. Uh. And that shows you how influ- influential this album in Daft Punk is, because like you identified these people as like offshoots of like Daft Punk sound. When you're like when you're calling them, you know, when people on YouTube are calling them, you know, exclusive leaks from Daft Punk's fifth album. <laughs> human all over again once more we did it this time <laughs> mr. mr footlong yeah but i mean their yeah, new it's, album it's, alive seven it's niche stuff but yeah it permeates everywhere it permeates pop music uh you know hip-hop all that stuff their their um, influence yeah. is so unbelievably prevalent that like if you make even something that is slightly groovy or slightly like like just like i guess out there in terms of like the like in terms of like house music or something like that you'll get so many comments on like your track saying that this sounds like daft punk because that's like what most people associate like that sound with you know yeah and they end up they're going on to collaborate with literally like nile rogers panda bear and uh like fucking jewels on one on one album that's like some widespread shit Oh, and fun fact before before we end up closing this, uh, I think I think that Daft Punk definitely had a leg up in starting their career, because uh, Bang Alter's dad was Daniel Vanguard, who was like making like really big '80s disco hits. So I I would imagine mm-hmm. that he already had like a lot of access to a lot of connections. Bro, I didn't uh, even yeah. fucking know that. Like a lot of access to like gear that otherwise nobody would be able to afford back Dude, in the day. Daft Punk's uh, the original Claro. Just a talented dad. <laughs> a lot of random access around You know. Daft Punk's the original uh the strokes. <laughs> right. Oh man, that Kenny so. Loggins uh album cover has come back to haunt me. It like pops up <laughs> in like my other monitor. Damn. If only we could show it to the uh, if, we, if only we could show it to the listeners. Look look up this album. It's called Kenny Loggins. Uh, what's the Return to Kenny Pooh Loggins? Corner Return to Pooh Corner, what a, what like the like the bear Pooh Bear. A record. <laughs> Return to Pooh Corner. Like I know it's about Winnie the Pooh, but like can't you phrase it so it sounds more like it's about <laughs> Winnie the Pooh instead of yeah, like the a shit corner Rit- stuck <laughs> in an elevator. <laughs> Oh, God. That was completely just unwarranted. <laughs> Dissociated. No, he recorded this 30 years ago. Dissociated. I get what you mean. I would say it's like Return this to record. Shit Corner. I feel like there's been worse names for albums in the past. Like, <laughs> nope. That's it. You could have called it uh, Winnie Along the Road. <laughs> yeah. I feel, like, like, I feel like I feel like two hours, like three minutes class. in, we're kind of getting stir crazy. Or does, right. doesn't Winnie the Pooh live in a hole? Like return to return Pooh to the hole. hole? Like anything. <laughs> to, yeah, if you return really think about it, hole. there's no corner involved. He just lives in a hole of dirt. <laughs> return <laughs> a re- poo hole. Okay. Return to the poo hole. <laughs> 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 Mister Puddle. <Puddlebong. laughs> 
All right, this that's is, it. Thank yeah, you for listening. Yeah, just slide in one last Mr. Footlong. All right. Yep. Quality shit. podcast right here. Sweet. <laughs> what is, Actually, what is our favorite track from you? I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to do Best Of and Brown album. So I have your picks from last time. But I kind of want to see if you guys change your mind. Yeah, and uh, afterwards say them aloud just so we see okay. if we're. Yeah, I will. I will. Alex, what's what's your top top song? So top song or top songs? Top one. You Number one. 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 Uh, I think High Life. Okay. Disco. High Life at the moment. I would say still Digital yep. Love. Okay. Oh, you. If I had to be stranded on an island, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kill. I'm still saying one more time. It's the and classic. Sam still saying Digital Love. All right, now worst of, um, or do you want me to tell you what your best of was? Sure, tell uh, us that, our best. No, of. that was it though, wasn't it? It was all the same. You okay, guys cool. Yeah. Said all the same things. All right, so yeah, sweet, we're, we're consistent. consistent. We're not frauds. Yeah. Yay! So, Alex, what's your worst track? Least favorite track? Oh man, I have like two that I could pick from. <sighs> well, you have to pick one. Well, you pick. Yeah. I think night vision. Just all right. Yeah. Disco. Still Veritas Quo. All right. Spring Silver. I did I say Veritas Quo last time? I definitely did, didn't I? You did. I and I, I didn't know whether or not it was bet- it was. You know what? I can't I can't really pick between Veritas Quo and Night Vision. I feel I feel like I dislike them relative to the album like equally. I feel like I said Veritas okay. Quo last time, but I'm gonna stick to Night Vision. You said Night Vision last time. Yeah, you oh, said Night Vision. Okay. Uh. Does I that, hate you a little Does more. that change your mind at all, or are you sticking no, to Night No, no, I'm sticking to Night Vision then, definitely. All right. It's just social okay. pressure. Sure. Okay, well, that, that's, that's what... That, that, those are the answers. Night Vision so What about good. yours? Did you Night say Vision yours? Night Vision so good. Oh, my worst of is too long, too long but when yeah. I make the, like, worst of playlist, I think I'll just put, like, Veritas Quo on it. Is that, like, <laughs> two out of four said that? Yeah. yeah. And I know, Alex, you were leaning towards that, so... I mean, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad we had one... Four one pop uh one uh, appraisal of it thanks to antoine but i yeah that song <laughs> is yeah. one endorsement yeah one endorsement it's a cool pro- it's right. a cool little note progression it's a great anyway. album it's a it's yeah. such an important album for just so many so people this, this album means a lot to me i don't think i would be the same person without it i i really same. like my my entire identity like revolves around like me hearing this album and then branching off and deciding I want to make music. I want to like put out records like Daft Punk is doing and like, and like that shaped like not only like my music but also like my personality and like my friends and the people that I met, people that I talk to every day, the people that I cherish in my life. Like, it would be hard to say that there's any other album that like that 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 is just so fundament fundamentally important to like to like who i am as a person you know even though even with yeah. its flaws yeah this album helped get me and many others into disco and for that i am thankful as a discoholic uh yeah this great album uh changed my world good shit rocked my world good food good tunes. Uh, I I hope mr. Island footlong disc. is doing well mr footlong thing. new jersey uh, uh, in conclusion, uh, I would definitely freak yeah. to it. Yeah, I would agree. There we go. Would definitely freak. You you heard it here, folks. On uh, is this is tracking? tracking. <laughs> Discovery is freak guaranteed. <laughs> you guys need to you, you guys need to from now on rate things as freak guaranteed or not. Oh, not like not it's like certified guaranteed. fresh or whatever. Certified, like freak freak certified freaky fresh. <laughs> 
Certified freak. Okay. Certified freak. Thanks, right, everyone. You guys want to pl- plug your shit before we end? Cool. Discoholic, you want to go first? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, you can just find Discoholic. Uh, I, uh, we're technically a group, but um, I'm the... F- I'm kind of the front man for it. I'm the I'm the mascot for it. Uh, Discoholic, you can just find Discoholic on social media, on any streaming service, even Deezer, even Pandora, even... Kyoba, Buzz, Kobuzz, that French site. <laughs> I haven't even heard of it until now. Even, yeah, e- you even E-Bombs World. <laughs> Title, maybe. But Title, that's, but what, yeah, that's what I was uh, thinking. If you've seen, you seen an idiot in a... With a disco ball head and wearing a bartender outfit with a bow tie and suspenders, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying it's my head. <laughs> yeah, that, E-bombs that world. Is, that is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, disco call. Amazing. All right, sweet. So uh, I'm Alex. I go by the alias Fiber. I've been making music pretty much for like nine or ten years now. I can't. I, I've honestly lost track. Wait, no. I'm 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 Todd Edwards, aren't I? So hey guys, what's up? I'm Todd Edwards. Uh, you you'll know me from face to face. Anyways, so um for for my SoundCloud, you know, like I make like like French house, disco, East sort of music. Like Daft Punk is a huge inspiration to me. Um, and you can check out my music. Uh, it's uh, it's SoundCloud.com/slash/FiberMusic. F I B R E M U S I C. And uh, you can just look up F I B R E on Spotify. I'm like the first one that shows up. I also run a record label called uh, Montem, and uh, we have like a lot of like um, artists inspired by disco and disco esque music. Put a lot of like French housey, future funk sort of stuff on there. Uh, we just sold out like our first vinyl release, like like literally like a few days ago. So that was super super cool. And if you want to listen to our music, you can just go to soundcloud.com slash montem. That's M-O-N-T-A-I-M-E. And we look forward to seeing you on the other side. That's about it. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, you guys. Awesome. And thank you for having having us. us. Yeah, it was a a pleasure. Um, And listeners, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Is This Track? Let's go for it.